and this is episode four of the Untitled Sandspoint Podcast Project. I am, of course, Richard J. Anderson, and I am recording this on Monday, December 8th, 2014. And I'd like to uh, begin with uh, some follow-up on a recent post I made on Sandspoint called The Right to Be Heard, or rather, the, uh, it's really more about the, uh, the lack of the right to be heard. And I uh, got some good feedback on this from... Uh, from some folks online on Twitter, especially from Final Broadcast on Twitter. He um, made an interesting point about both the need to have diverse viewpoints in news and entertainment and even on your Twitter feed, but also that Gamergate, you know, to quote him, I think half of Gamergate's problems is that the worldview is informed exclusively by people who they believe to think like they do. And it's interesting reading that comment in the context of a recent post, uh, Storify, on Chan culture by At The Man in Black. I uh, will drop a link to that in the show notes. Uh, he's basically a uh, Gamergate watcher, Chan watcher, who has been working on the side of uh, reason in this case to just keep everyone informed about what's happening over there. You know, he makes an interesting point. I'm an ex-Channer myself, and I never fully in never fully embraced the Chan culture, probably because I came from IRC, where you are always bound by a name. You can always change your name, but people will recognize your IP address, where you come from, your manner of speech. It's a lot harder to uh, to fake it on IRC, though. Uh, I knew people who have. And when you come from a space where you know, you're you still tied to a screen name, even if you can change it, you know the, the anonymity culture and everything associated with it still never uh, hit home. But I definitely know from reading that post and catching myself, it's stuff I don't do quite as much anymore. But, yeah, it's... I'm ashamed to say, I still catch myself doing and pulling some of those uh, some of those Chan tricks. And I'll, uh, I encourage you to read in the show notes. If you're not familiar with the, uh, the 4chan culture, it's uh, well worth a read. It's fascinating. And it's a little horrifying. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, I'm actually kind of glad I waited to record this because big news in the the, the Chan space. Apparently, the uh, 4chan politics board has been shut down, and that was basically a huge haven for uh, both Gamergate and white supremacists and anti uh, and sorry misogynists and all these other horrible horrible groups of people. I'm glad to see the uh, the guy who runs 4chan moot taking some responsibility for his horrible, horrible creation and what it's caused. A little late, and it's not nearly enough, but it's a start. So I'll take that. I will happily take that. As for the right to be heard beyond just the whole 4chan nonsense, it's one thing to have an opposing viewpoint. It's another to be abusive. And so much of the... You have I don't have you don't have a right to shut me up type of uh, attitude comes from people who are very strongly attacking abusive getting in people's face and not actually providing an alternate viewpoint just more just uh, harassing them into silence with their own view it has to be a give or take you can't just say oh you know there's a problem with ethics and games journalism and then when someone says well, why aren't you focusing on you know the AAA develop, development houses who give you know gaming sites money for previews and all this other corners of corruption instead of you know the indie game independent gamers who ostensibly are 
being bought out through Patreons or whatever nonsense they're talking about, because it really is a lot of nonsense. But I've always said from the beginning that the ethics discussion, as it were, was a complete and total red herring. They care as much about ethics as the cat does when it's toying with an injured bird, as much as the cat cares about the bird's health. Not at all. I do think there is a serious discussion we had, however, about the entitlement culture of the internet. And Twitter is an interesting example of it. I was listening to the most recent Analog podcast. This is uh, almost why I'm glad I had to wait a day to record. Um, And the discussion of, you know, ingratiating yourself on Twitter to people and building up relationships and a following. And it works two different ways. And, you know, if if you're a marginalized person on Twitter, if you're a female, if you're black, if you're uh, trans, or, you know, if you have any sort of thing that sets you apart from white male tech Twitter or white male Twitter in general, then you have a harder time of it, except among the uh, subgroups that are there. You know, there there are many, many different kinds of Twitters, and this is a larger and more complicated discussion, but I think part of the original backlash against Twitter that led to something like App.net, and I'm, I'm not putting this on Dalton Caldwell. I mean, he did buy me brunch. <laughs> but uh, part of the dissatisfaction on Twitter was that it was no longer a space just for techies of any stripe. But once you start seeing normal people in Twitter and Twitter trying to cater them, I know there was a sense of disaffection among the tech tech people who are also the first folks to jump on app.net. And also part of why I'm glad I waited because I wanted app.net to be a place that was going to be a more diverse audience for me and more diverse for people for in terms of what we can follow. I didn't just want to see a bunch of, you know, boring white dudes from even despite the fact that that's most of who I follow on Twitter. But again, just because you have a presence on social media, just because you have a blog, just because you have all these ways of communicating does not necessarily translate, does not at all translate into the right for people to pay attention to you and support what you do. And this would be a good time to, send you to make a shout out to my one uh, iTunes podcast reviewer. Uh, thank you, whoever you are. I don't know who you, but uh, you made my day when I checked for that because I'm vain. But I'm working hard to hopefully create something that people will want to listen to. I'm not trying to tear other people down. And that's where the divide is. You're not guaranteed an audience no matter what you do. But if you're trying to get an audience by being abusive, by being a horrible human being, then you don't deserve an audience. And you definitely do not deserve someone taking the time to respond to you. Bless Brianna Wu for the past few months of at least trying to treat gamer gators who came after her with some modicum of respect that they sure as hell weren't giving her. And even she's given that up because, well, who can blame her if all they want to do is attack her? Even the few that are ostensibly interested in a real conversation, it's just not going to be worth her time. Bless her for that. Now to uh, pivot a little bit. Um, When I was first coming up with the uh, show idea, uh, I jokingly mentioned that I well, probably meant to talk about the shows I go to, and I went to an interesting concert on Friday night. An electronic artist named Holly Herndon, I'll uh, throw a couple links in the show notes to uh, some of her pieces, the uh, 
her most recent song, Home, is frightening and mind-blowing. It's a sort of breakup song with the NSA. And her uh, she did a performance at the Guggenheim, two performances. I went to the early one. And it was a, a mixed show. It was set up in a small room with eight speakers around. The first part involved a dancer with uh, the sounds of the dancer's footsteps and other contact uh, being amplified and out of, both in sync and out of sync. I think the uh, following it right, the dancer was play, was doing their his pre-choreographed moves while Holly Herndon played music live too, but it was in sync ahead of the dancer and behind the dancer, you know, varying in points and points and the sound moving all around the room. This was followed by more, some more conventional stuff using her vocal loops, again, projected all around the room that we were in. We were, most of us were, stand, were laying or sitting in the uh, center of the speakers. It was fascinating and, and all, even a little frightening. And uh, the title of the show is called Expanding Intimacy. And the concept is just sort of to redefine through her work and the space of the room what it means to be intimate through sound. And it was absolutely fascinating. Her, her work is very technologically mediated. Uh, a lot of uh, focus on our relationship with technology, and I wholeheartedly encourage you to check out her work. Uh, again, there will be links in the show notes. Home is probably the most accessible thing she's done, and it's a great starter point, so check that out. Which, I guess that's a good lead into uh, the plug section of the show. Uh, Carl T. Hochler, Hoshler. Carl, I'm sorry, I'm not pronouncing your name right, I'm almost certain of it, but... Uh, He's a cool guy, goes by at Parody on Twitter, and he has a new project called Origin Stories. And I'm fluffing my own myself here because the first person he interviewed for the Origin Stories project, where he drills internet people about their screen names and where they come from and why they chose it, and, well, the first person to do it is me. So I'll drop a link to the show notes to the Origin Stories project. Um, it's an interesting story of how I came up with Sans Point, what it means to me after... I've been using Sandspoint online for my name and my domain and all that fun stuff for, goodness gracious, it's coming up on uh, 13 years. And I thought it was really clever. Then I realized I'd have to spell it for everyone. So, let's face it, I'm not good with names. That's why this is the Untitled Sandspoint Podcast Project for now. Anyway, please do check that out. Yeah, give Carl your love and support. He's a really cool guy. Very funny, very intelligent, and uh, you know, follow him on Twitter too. Give him, give him some love. And if you want to give me some love, you can shoot me an email at sandspoint.com/contact. You can give me a tweet at sandspoint. You can also leave a lovely review on iTunes. We have a currently a five, currently have a five star rating because of the one review. And if you want to give me, give me a bad review too if you want. I just want to know people are listening. I, I need validation, which is why I do this. And thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week on time. <laughs>